Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Hey everybody, it's Nathan and this is the Second Course Podcast, the podcast of Coppell Bible Fellowship where we get to talk to you about all that God is doing here, but also what we're learning in our services each week. And today we have a very special episode because it's not the pastor sitting around a table today. We've actually invited several members of our congregation to be a part of it because we promised you that that would happen, but we think today's topic is perfect to bring them in, and that is we are going to be talking about life groups. But first, I want to introduce who's around the table here, some people I dearly love, some people I dearly have really strong friendships with. The first person I'll introduce is Travis Seller. Travis, how you doing? Doing great. And then we have the Hammers, Ryan and Kelsey. How are you guys this morning? Hey, Nathan. We're good. Really good. And we have my lovely wife, Kim, which I guess we're more than friends. We're married, but I do love you dearly. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. All right. So here's the thing. We thought, what a great opportunity to get some people around the table to hear from you, because really, Coppell Bible Fellowship is more than just the pastors talking. It is the people. It is the body of Christ. It is this family that we have here, and that's why uh, we think it's very important to hear from you guys on a regular basis. And today, uh, it's a special topic, because this is coming after the sermon that I got to preach as part of our DNA series, and that was on fellowship, the fellowship of believers, but specifically what we're talking talking about our life groups. And I've had the privilege, Kim and I have both had the privilege of being involved with life groups that you guys were directly involved with. And so today, I just got a few questions. We just have a conversation and talk about it. Um, But the first thing I I wanna know is just, how long have you guys been in life groups here at Coppell Bible? Travis? Roughly eight to 10 years really actively involved in them. Uh, We had some early forays into the the life group experience that uh, we didn't really dive all the way into. But if you look at it and say eight years, we've really been involved in, in several different life groups, just depending on the stage of life that we were at at that given time. Awesome, awesome. And now, Ryan and Kelsey, we have a very unique relationship with you guys and your life groups, but kind of give us some of the background on yours and how long you guys have been involved. Yeah, so Ryan and I got um, engaged in 2016, and we were getting married in 2018 and kind of having a conversation of what are we going to do? Where are we going to go to church? Are we going to stay at CBF? We're going to try to find somewhere else. And we loved CBF, but we didn't feel like there was anyone else our age. Um, And so sitting over um, lunch one day, we just decided, well, let's just start our own life group. Um, And about that same time, Kim was helping us find a house um, and kind of came alongside us and was like, yeah, you know, God's been telling us too, that we kind of want to minister to people your age. And so we just kind of join that together. Um, and it's crazy now when we tell people, you know, that there was no one our age at church because now we're like overflowing um, and have taken our life group, um, you know, and split them up into two different groups. So it's been crazy. It's been really fun um, to see God work through through these life groups. And Kim, you and I personally, we've been a part of many life groups. Um, And I've got a question for you coming out of this, because Kelsey kind of gave a little bit of the background, but I'm going to ask the question to everybody, because I think you make a very good point, Kelsey, about the growth uh, within our church in a specific age group. But starting with Kim, Kim, what do you see the role of life groups in a healthy church? I think in a healthy church, it's a way to help support the members um, on a more one-on-one level than it is per se 
services, um, Sunday morning events type. Okay. Yeah, because there's a little bit of that. uh, Obviously, people come into the church and they want to have those relationships with others. They want to have, like you said, that one-on-one. But really, honestly, we're looking for friendships, right? We're looking for people of like mind who encourage us and support us. And so I'm going to throw it to Ryan and Kelsey right now. Uh, in, along the vein of that same question uh, of what the role of a healthy life group, how have you seen that play out? Uh, obviously, maybe expand a little bit more on the growth within that demographic you've seen, that age group. What what role did a life group play in that? Yeah. Um, you know, it's been really cool to see our age group grow within the church, but I think specifically the amount of people that we met that just said, Hey, yeah, we just drove by the church and decided to come visit to see kind of what you guys were about. And the, you know, open arms that our church exhibits to new people. Um, I think specifically younger adults, you know, people who have young kids. I mean, we, we're kind of just like everybody, but I think especially our age group, we thrive for community and belonging and, a lot of us are in new stages of life, and um, to be so welcomed by a church is, you know, really encouraging. And I think that's really what has grabbed so many people, and and have you know, people have just come and and, and stuck with the group, and why it's grown so much. Um, yeah, just the community, the the welcomeness, and um, yeah, it's been really good so far. Awesome, awesome. Travis, you were talking about eight to 10 years being involved in a life group for you and your family. What do you think has been the greatest impact on you personally or on your family uh, of being in that group? Uh, how is that, uh, you know, the positive or, or maybe sometimes there's difficulties because life group, when you put a bunch of people together, um, sometimes we grow through adversity, we grow through that friction, but other times it's just a pure joy. But how do you think that has impacted you guys? It's had a huge impact on us, and overall, it's been incredibly positive. Um, it's given us a, a forum that we can actually go in, we can sit down, we can deepen our relationships with, with the individual families that are in the group. Um, helps us learn who we are by talking to these these other families, talking to these other, watching how they raise their kids, how they go through life. Whenever something comes up and hits them hard, you know, we're able to watch that and uh, be there for them and also look at what's going on and how does that impact our lives and is, is there certain things that we're doing that, that maybe is not the direction that God's wanting us to take. It really gives us a good solid reality check and it's also amazing how uh, looking at the general life groups in the church, the, the discussions between members of different life groups, you know, your, your whole, someone that you may not meet on a regular course, somebody, one of your friends in another life group may know them and come back in and all of a sudden you're introduced to a whole new set of people and new circumstances and it's really a great mechanism for personal growth on that. It's had a really huge impact on us and it makes us better people overall. It keeps us focused on where we're at and where we're going, who we are, who we want to be. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Because it really, here uh, at CBF, our mission statement is that we want to make disciples uh, by people experiencing the love of Jesus and taking that to the world. And, and obviously, in that relationship in a life group, you're, you're able to do that. Uh, but there's uh, a couple of things I want to hit right now, because 
in the message, I am highlighting a book uh, called Life-Giving Groups. And in that, the description of a life group, which I think is important in a church to be able to define that for people, uh, is made up of three components. And that is word and prayer, fellowship, and hospitality, which those last two sound kind of similar, but the way this author outlines it is that each life group uh, thrives and is built on word and prayer. Obviously, we think that. We want to spend time in God's word. We want to spend time in prayer as a group. Group as a, as a whole, uh, but there's also the fellowship, which you hit on. We, we get to come together. Uh, we get to uh, share with one another. We grow together. But then the last one is called hospitality, and, and I hit on this because it sounds like those two are very similar, fellowship and hospitality, but the hospitality component of a life group is thinking outside the walls and the boundaries of the life group. Uh, one of the things we see in the book of Acts is, as the church is starting in Acts 2, that it says that they found favor with all the people. And so the individual groups, while the tendency can be historically to kind of be real insular and tight and stick with yourselves, there is a call for us to step out of that um, and open up our groups, open up ourselves. Kim, I want to talk to you about this because you have this incredible gift. If I if I think hospitality it's you. And, and that's what makes us interesting as a couple, because I don't necessarily think this way, but you do. Um, how has you know that hospitality aspect, opening up your home, opening up a group or your life, how has that been uh, impactful on your own discipleship? Oh, gosh. I think one of the most amazing things about having people in our home and engaging with them on a regular basis is what I can learn from them. And what they, you know, the grace they allow and the gift of friendship, all those things that come with having people in your home. As, you know, one of the things you tell, you told me in, in the various places that we've moved to over over time in ministry was that I needed to have friends outside of church. Yeah. And that was important. Um, can you expand on that? Because I think that's a, another important part about life groups we don't think about is there's a whole world around us. And if our groups many times are geographically spread out and planted in different places. Um, how does that, uh, that life group presence, how, how do you think that impacts a community? Okay, so there's two different questions there. There are. Which, okay, so the fir- I'm going to answer the first question about why is it important to have friends yes, outside yes. of the church. Um, people who work in ministry, it's real easy for us to get completely um, involved in ministry to the point where it's your whole life. Um, from your deepest friendship to where you work out even. I mean, we were at a church that had a workout facility on site, so there was no reason to go outside of the church. Um, It is very important to be reminded on a regular basis why we do what we do, which is to be there for people who don't know Jesus and to help support our friends that do. So that means that we have to love those that are around us, no matter if they know Jesus or not. So that means inviting them into our home, even if it means that there are 15 boys from Cub Scouts coming over and you panic a little. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're dancing on your dining room table. Yep, that happened. So you take some risks and you love them where they're at and you have great memories that come from it and hopefully a little bit of sharing of Jesus in the mix. That's awesome. Yeah, I think you, you... you highlighted something that I, I'm going to ask the others. There is a risk, right? You you are opening your life and you're opening your doors to people potentially that uh, this is their first exposure um, to uh, 
the faith. It's their first exposure to the Lord. They've never heard this before, and maybe this is the first time they've ever heard the grace message. Um, what do you think might be uh, a great avenue, you know, just thinking creatively, a great avenue for you, for a life group to kind of think outside the box to be able to uh, have that community presence? And I'm going to start with Ryan and Kelsey. Go. Um, so for our life group, you know, we had the time where we're sitting down and we're studying God's word or we're, we're praying and, and all of that is, is wonderful. But I think that we were kind of missing a little bit of that fellowship time because we wanted to make sure that we were hitting on our, you know, relationship with the Lord. Um, and so we started having these ladies nights and these guys nights once a month. And that's been really cool to see because we've been able to kind of pull people in um, from our community. And it's just a time where it's like, you know, come hang out with us, just kind of come see what we're all about. And so it's not all of this pressure to sit down and, and feel like you have to know the answers to these questions, um, but really just a time to kind of hang out and be together and see what, a community of believers look like outside of a Bible study. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I want to add to that. You know, I think um, when you're not used to going to church or being around believers and then, you know, you may not even be a believer, you get invited to church or something like that. And it's very intimidating. Mm -hmm. And you think that believers or Christ followers are, you know, there, there's a stigma of um, a way that they're going to yeah, be. Yeah, we don't exactly have the best press right now in the sure. public eye, unfortunately. And, and you know, that's not true. We know that. But, you know, you want to get the right communication out there of who we are. Yeah. And so I think, you know, if we can just be normal around people, <laughs> literally, then they realize that, hey, okay, these are just people like you and me, they have struggles just like everybody else. And they just have a community of people to walk in that struggle with. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what people need, right? So, um, you know, I, I think to Kelsey's point, the guys and girls nights that we do once a month, um, you know, and we, we do various hangouts, just, you know, we're, we're friends. So we gather, you know, um, just informally all the time and to invite people to things like that, where, Hey, we're not opening in prayer necessarily, not that we shouldn't or should. Right. But we're not doing a Bible study over dinner. Um, we're just hanging out and we're normal. I think that's important for non-believers to see if they do happen to get invited and, and come to something like that. Mm. Yeah, which which is kind of a springboard, Travis, because we had a conversation once. We were all sitting around a table, and we were talking about kind of a strategy for uh, for starting up a life group, kind of getting it running. And I can remember, and I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything, but I can remember as we were talking, you all of a sudden lit up, and you went, we can have a life group where you don't have to have Bible study every week. And, uh, and, and I could visibly watch you relax. I mean, it was, it was kind of cool because there was a pressure there. Um, but, you, you know, can you maybe thinking all the way back to when, cause we we're actually involved in a life group together, which has been a blast. Can you think back to the kind of the strategy that we took to rebuild a life group to, to get people involved and, and how that worked out? Cause I, I feel like that was a great approach to it and it might be something a little unorthodox for people. So. So looking back through that, it uh, the whole point of the the life group, the strategy that we took was was getting to know each other on 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 life's terms. 
you know, we get together and, and we do study through the Bible. We do have some, some study periods, but we also have times Sundays after church once a month where we go out and we just have lunch and it's sit down. The kids are there. As many couples as can come are there and it ranges. Sometimes people can't make it and that's fine. But it really is just a, a check on, you know, what's going on in life? How you doing? And sometimes it's all just fun conversation and we're really not deep into anything. We're just hanging out, having a good time. The uh, the times that we get together in the evenings are our, our formal session, I guess, if you would call it. We we just get together, and there is some some diving into a specific subject, focusing in on that, and then taking it and, and uh, having some social time at the same time. So while we're deepening our our faith, deepening our our knowledge of what the Bible says. Um, we're also at the same time deepening our relationships with each other. And another really cool thing that I'm sitting here right now realizing is whenever we're in the life group meetings and we're, we're hanging out, you're able to see how my hands move and how Nathan's hands move. And it's really awesome uh, just watching this. Going Which back. is why we're not videoing this podcast, because we both look like we're landing planes. That's exactly right. But That's they're going to like. touch down successfully. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get this sucker on the ground, right? Um so one of the things, and I think you guys just nailed so much of uh, why I'm passionate about life groups. I've actually transitioned into uh, life groups being under my role as family pastor. Um, and a lot of that is the experience uh, I had with, and Kim and I both had with the hammers and with the sellers and being involved in their groups, but watching groups launch. Cause it's just something we, we really uh, love and we want to see because we do believe that yeah, there's Sunday morning. We come, we hear the message, and and we and we have great teaching here at Coppell Bible. There are six other days of the week where we can't necessarily be there for everybody uh, at every time. But the life groups are a foundational support for our church. So this is a yes or no question. Maybe if you want to expand on it, can a church? be healthy without life groups. This is your opinion. No. Kelsey says no. <laughs> I agree. The answer is no. The answer is no. Kim? I would say the only way I would say yes to that is if it's a very small church that in and of itself creates its own life group. Yeah, you got a house church and all that. No, I totally get that. But you're you're making a good point, Ryan. You get to say yes or no. I really want to say yes because I like you to be the contrary in opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, and to Kim's point, even it is that that intimate group that comes together, and and at the same time, you mentioned it. Groups can get big. But that's part of the mission. That's part of that hospitality is to be able to replicate and go out into the community. One of the things I always tease Travis and Andy about is they're doing life group replication and hospitality stuff with their Halloween chili cook-off. And, you know, it's a brilliant idea. And I don't even know if they realized that when they started inviting the life group. Because here's somebody, there's people in your neighborhood, which they do every year. They have people come over from the school, from the neighborhood, friends of... And here's their exposure to our church because we're all nice people and super awesome and not weird at all. Uh, okay, maybe not that, but except Nathan, yep, except me, yeah, Nathan. <laughs> but we get to we get to meet them, and so then there's a representation of Coppell Bible Fellowship in their neighborhood, in their community, which I think is super super healthy. And you never know how God is going to step in and use that for His purpose. 
So one more thing, and we've started this as our, I've decided this is going to be our weekly thing. You know, every, every good podcast has to have a weekly hook, and here's ours. It's called the 22nd Hypothetical, okay? Here's the question, and each of you are going to go around and give me an answer. You meet someone for the first time at Coppell Bible Fellowship. They've come through the door. They've been a believer for one week. You have 20 seconds to convince them to be in a life group. What do you say? Kelsey. Oh, goodness. Why do I have to go first? Because <laughs> oh, you were looking at me. <laughs> um, I would just invite them, right? Like I'm just telling them, hey, you know, this week we're we're going to go over to a friend's house and we're going to hang out and it's going to be a really cool group of believers just to kind of um, talk about what God's doing in our life. And you're more than welcome to come. Um, and I would just kind of shoot out the address and, and continue to follow up. Now, whether they come, that's great. If they don't, like I said, I'm going to continue to reach out to them. Um, yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think it matters what you say. Okay. Um, I think you invite them and you're nice and normal. And I think you just rely on the Holy Spirit to work within that person. And if they come, great. If not, just keep following up. Awesome. I agree with what Ryan said a lot on that is really the, the, the bulk of that interaction is just making the contact with them. Say acknowledging that they're there and that, that they're welcome here. But making that to uh, just saying, hey, you know, after church next week, we're going to go over and eat it wherever. You're welcome to join us. It's just a real low pressure hangout, talk, see what's going on in life. Or if we got a weekly meeting coming up that week or the next, say, hey, come meet with us on Thursday night. Uh, hang out with us. Bring your wife. Bring your family. Uh, and just make sure that everybody's welcome, that they know that this is a, a place that's more than just come in Sunday morning. We actually live life, do life together. So I totally agree with both of you. I think the casual events are a lot more successful, at least for the life groups I have been in. And I really thank CBF for creating a um, an environment where each life group is able to cater to what that age group might need socially or biblically. And so I think that has a huge component to it of when someone comes up to Kelsey and Ryan and they're their age. And they can offer an event or an activity or a study that would apply to their life versus if that same couple went up to Travis, it would look different and it probably wouldn't be as much of something they would want to be a part of. So I'm super thankful for CBF, first off, recognizing that each one has to be different because of age or demographic or where they live, whatever. Um, and I agree. I think just just putting the initial invite and saying, hey, we have a great group of people and we'd love to see you come and visit and see what our group is like. So you guys did swimmingly on that question because I was hoping we would go there. There was a little, I, I, there was a little bit of deception in that because I wanted you to land in a certain place. And that place was this, we cannot wait for people to come to us. And I think that's a strength you all have that our life groups have is we pursue people. We pursue the people who look like, and maybe in talking to them, that they would be an excellent fit, or maybe we're able to provide what they need in that moment. It sounds a little bit exclusive, but it's not. It's looking for, as Kim said, the people who are in that life station and just going after them. And I think that's something special about our church is that we understand that that's what it means to be those who are disciples, but also sharing that love is not waiting for them to come to us, but to go get them. 
and I, I really, I'm so pumped that you guys all had the same answer because I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's just, it's so awesome. So, hey, I want to say thank you to you guys for doing this. I know it was kind of a last minute thing. We were going to do something else, and then we we pivoted really quickly and said, let's do a podcast. But I think you guys, uh, we had a good time, and you guys are definitely just a, a, an awesome part of our family here. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening. We want to thank you guys for continuing to listen to this podcast. We're getting a lot of great feedback, but if there's anything you want to let us know, if there's anything, you know, a question or maybe a suggestion of something we should cover or, uh, you know, hey, Nathan, stop talking so much. I don't know. If there's anything you want to say, you email us at info at org and address it to the podcast, and we will do our very best to make sure that we, we take care of your questions or whatever it is. Uh, we want to hear from you. We love it. We love interacting with our congregation. Or maybe you're listening and you don't even go to Coppell Bible. We want to hear from you as well. So, hey, we want to thank you for listening in. And we know uh, that you would love our church if you came and visited us. So we have identical services, 9 and 1045 on Sundays. It's the best way to find out what we are about. But until next time, Kim, thank you. Yes, it's fun to be here. Ryan and Kelsey, thank you. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you. Yep. And Travis, thank you. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, we got to have that big, deep voice. We love that. So, (laughs) hey, until next time, thank you again, and we would love to see you on Sunday. Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.